Next, number 32 is something I've already been discussing at length accidentally. What happens is when your brain, like mine, is a plethora of knowledge, you end up tapping into things that you're supposed to be saving for later because it fits at the time and you just know so much and you're just so hyper-intelligent. I don't know if you'd understand that, but that's what happens when you have deep knowledge of a subject. Sell the result of a product, not the product itself. We've already discussed this, so we'll discuss it again very, very quickly in case you weren't paying fucking attention. Ebook. Selling the product is, I have an ebook and I deliver it to you instantly and it has eight pages and 5,400 words and it talks about girls. That's selling the ebook. Selling the result is you're going to understand women and you're going to have a better sex life for the rest of your life and you're going to have lots of women in your bed. Which of them is more interesting for $17? The result. Always sell the result. Read that down here. I mentioned it earlier, but it's extremely important. Next. 38. Image sells. So we're hustlers. This is the Hustlers University. Image sells. Now, there's a lot of guys on Twitter who constantly talk about saving money. It grates on me. It annoys me. These are the other guys in the saving money, the making money space. It's not how much you make, it's how much you save. Can you save, save, save? Stay at home, save. Don't have a girlfriend, she's expensive. Jerk off, save, save, save. It's bullshit. You need to have a nice image of yourself if you want to sell things. Buy the nice car, wear a nice suit. Find some money, make sure it's still coming in. Because buying the nice car, you say, oh, how does that equal money in? Well, it actually does because it's your reputation. You have to have a nice image of yourself to sell nearly anything nowadays. Drive a nice car if you can. Have nice clothes, look good, look presentable, go gym, have nice things. I'm not going to tell you not have nice things. A lot of people who say that are fucking liars. Tight losers, they're tight losers. They're living a tight person's life. Do you really want that life? Do you want to be selling $17 ebooks and sitting at home and not spending any money and saving it all? Go fucking squirrel. Or do you want to be like me with eight supercars? Who knows more? Let me ask you another question. If I would have launched CobraTake.com, I was already a millionaire when I launched it. So that's the difference between me and all the other course guys. These guys need courses to be rich. I'm rich without any of this shit. I don't need this because I had cam girls way before this. When I launched CobraTape.com, the reason it was so successful was because I already had a Lambo. I was already rich. My car paid for itself. Would you be buying from me right now? Would you have bought this university if I didn't have a big house and loads of nice cars? If I said, I know loads about business, but I live in an apartment with a laptop and I sit there all day on my own. But I know loads. Would you have even bought this course? And you're like, well, what the fuck do you know? That shows how important image is. Flexing on the broke boys is important. So don't fucking neglect it. I'm not saying blow all your money. I'm saying that having a good image is not going to be, hurt you in any way. Don't be afraid to spend money for your image because it's a real thing. Everything in life is basically the same thing. Everything in life is people walking into rooms and saying things. That's what politics is. That's what business is. That's what negotiate, everything. Everything you can think of is some guy walking into somewhere and starting to talk. That's what the Senate is, that's what Congress is, that's what court is. Everything's people, blah, blah, blah. Talking. Talking is something you need to get good at. If you're good at talking, you have the gift of the gab, as they say, you can sell anything. No matter what you're selling, the better you get at talking, the better you're gonna sell it. So if there's one skill you need to practice for your sales, it's how to talk. 
how to talk convincingly, how to put energy into your presentation, how to not be boring. Learn to speak. If you don't have my body language course, there's a course on CobraTech.com that teaches you body language and we cover oration. We talk about talking and how the way I talk, what I do, things, tips, tricks, etc. If you want to learn to talk like me, the grand master, I'll teach you. But you need to be good at speaking. Being good at speaking will make you be good at selling. They are the same thing. Get used to talking. I see so many, I've seen, I've been in presentations over and over again with people who have a fantastic product, fantastic information, great price point, but just, and the presentation is slick, they've got the PowerPoint, etc. but they're just not good at talking. There's no fucking X factor with their talk. There's no papow. You need to have that papow. You need to get good at talking. Practice it. Practice getting good at talking. That's one of the most important skills you can learn for life. From getting women to selling products. It's exactly the same thing. You need to get good at talking. It's important. So, there's lots of different ways you can get good at talking. My way, the way I talk, suits my personality. You have to develop your own type. But, I make sure, I try my best to make sure I put loads of energy into how I speak. Most people speak and they don't realize super low energy. And, and we will, and when you have the ebook, you don't sell the ebook, you sell the result of the ebook. Because if you sell the ebook, you're bored already. I'm bored. So I scream and I move my arms around and shit. I'm eccentric. I'm over the top. You don't have to be that way. There's other ways you can also be engaging without being the same as me. I know lots of other guys are engaging other ways. But you have to develop an angle to be engaging. So next time you talk to someone who's an engaging speaker, find out why they're engaging. Even some people are engaging because they laugh all the time. People like positivity. So have you ever been around someone who's like constantly like laughing when they talk? But then you're like, well, you listen more. Because what the fuck, what the fuck's so funny? He, his, his life seems great. I want to know what he knows. Find a way to differentiate yourself one way or another. There's loads of different tips and tricks. I can't tell you to be like me because I'm me and you're you. But you need to find a way to be engaging. And the way you do that is next time you're listening to someone and you're particularly engaged, work out what about them is engaging. So I like to be high energy. But high energy always helps. Being low energy never helps anything. Even if you're shit in bed, at least if you're high energy, it'll be better than if you're low energy. To fucking do something. One thing you do need to avoid is uh, um, uh, uh. Everyone does it. But if you'll notice, you're watching this university, I'm not reading off a, te a teleprompter. I'm doing everything off the top of my head and I very, very rarely start stuttering or saying, uh, um, uh. I've trained it out of my brain. And I teach how to do that in the body language course. So if you're watching this and you want to be able to speak like me, free-flowing, blah, 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 machine gun, get the body language course. But you start slowly. You talk slowly, you breathe, you make sure you don't make any uh, um, and then you get better at it and then you can be as quick as me. Now I talk very, very fast without mistakes, without gaps. Uh and um will lose you a deal. Oh, so explain to me how the flux capacitor works. Uh, um, okay, so uh, you just lost it. You just lost the deal right there. And 99% of people will do exactly that. Even people who are good, even experienced people. Oh, uh, okay, so um, uh, why? How does the flux capacitor work? I'm going to tell you exactly how the flux capacitor works. Here's how it works. Look at this. I just, I just got the deal. You didn't. All I did was repeat his question. You're saying, ah, oh, so you have time to think. I'm repeating the question, so I have time to think. Tell me how the flux capacitor works. Uh, okay, uh, uh, or tell me how the flux capacitor works. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell you exactly how the flux capacitor works. 
All I did was repeat his question. It's not complicated. There's tips and tricks so you learn how to speak without sounding like a moron. If someone uhs and ahs in a presentation with me, I won't buy from them because I don't like that shit. I don't speak that way. Learn how to not speak that way. If you're watching this and you want to learn what I know about how to talk, get the body language course. It'll teach you. I gave you one little trick there, but there's a bunch more. Next, everything will go wrong all the time. Everything will go wrong all the time. That's why you need to have a high stress tolerance. And that's also why you need rule number one. Your best weapon against things going wrong is rule number one, speed. Speed defies gravity. If you get water in a bucket and you spin it around really fast, the water doesn't come out the bucket. As soon as you slow down, it falls out. Speed is that powerful. You have to be able to work quickly. You need people around you who work quickly. You need teams which react to things quickly, 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 quickly. Everything will go wrong all the time. The faster you can plug the hole and fix things, the faster you're going to be back online making money. So anticipate things going wrong. High stress tolerance. And speed is the remedy to all your issues. No matter what the issue is, no matter what the ailment, you need to do things quickly to get it fixed. Always. As long as you can keep this going, you've got your business going. So let's say you've got your business. I've got titties on the board now. We'll leave the titties for now. You've got your business. Money's coming in. Your back end fails. Your big back end all fucks up. Oh no, everything's gone wrong. Do you know what I do in that situation? Most people in that situation goes, oh, well, we can't take orders because we can't see who, what order. Da-da. No, not interested. My business is still running. As long as my payment gateway is taking some money, my business is running. I'll deal with the shit show and I'll, be, and, I'll be, and I'll fix the shit show. I'll deal with it using rule number one, speed. But I'm not turning off my fucking tap. As long as this is happening, you won't go out of business. You won't lose. You will only lose when this stops. So even if everything in your whole company has gone wrong, you're going to sleep less. You're going to get it fixed. You're going to fix it with speed. You've got a higher stress tolerance. You'll deal with it. Your staff understands speed, 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 speed. You're going to tear through the mess manually. You're going to have to go through manually one by one and get it fixed. But you're not going to stop your business running. This is your business. Never, ever, ever let this get fucked up, ever. If everything goes down, what's the first thing you fix? This is a test. Everything goes down. What's the first thing you get back online? How to take money. You don't care about anything else until this is online. There's nothing else without it. It's like, what's going wrong in your life? What's the first thing you fix? You fix oxygen. If you ain't got oxygen, the game's up. Nothing else is important. That's what this is. You fix this. Get the payments coming in. Then worry about it. Worst case Everything's so fucked up, you can't even see what people bought. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. They'll email you. Hey, I spent money on your website. I ain't got my product. Oh, really? Please tell me the time and date. I'm sorry about that. Here's the time and date. Okay, yeah, they did buy. Okay, confirm it. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. We're going to send you a free gift. Apologize for the delay. Bang. Problem solved. You kept your money in. You got them happy. They got a free gift. Wait for them to email you. Keep the money coming at all costs. Super, super important. Everything's going to go wrong. But as long as you keep this going and you work quickly, you can fix the other shit. Don't let anyone come to you and say, well, we can't do this because the back end, fuck the back end. I'm interested in the front end. 
Fuck the back end. Give me my money today. Next, if you find this is a staff tip, number 41, and clear my board. No more tits. Sorry if you've been jerking off, enjoying my beautiful pornography, but she's got to go. Number 41. Everything I know about business from start to fucking finish. Every single business I run, I run by these principles. Every single business I run, I run by these principles. Literally, every single one of them. 41. If you can find a loyal person, find them a job. So most people approach recruitment like, I have a job I need to fill, let me find a person. I approach recruitment the other way around. I try my best to go through life as I interact with people. If I find a person who I believe would be a good fit for my leadership style, which is do whatever the fuck I say and do it quickly, then I'll find them work. You can always find more work. The work is never done. Work is a black hole. Even if it's just to sit on my Twitter account and retweet tweets all day. It's still work. It's still engagement. It's still attention. It's still advertising. If I find someone who fits my style and I believe they'd be a good worker and they're loyal to me and I know that I'm going to be able to count on them, I'll find work for them. Don't turn down people you think will be good because you can't find work. If you're running a business and you can't think of work to do for an employee, then you shouldn't be running a business. It's very easy to find work. There's always something to do. It's always Twitter to tweet or blogs to write or go on Reddit and post forums and post bullshit with links to your product. There's always something to do. If you find a good person, hire them and find a job afterwards. That's key. And then as jobs, real jobs appear in your organization as you grow, you'll already have loyal members of staff you can reorganize. Don't throw away loyal people because you don't know exactly what they're going to do straight away. That's 41. 42. Aim way too high. And when I say way too high, I mean way too high. Now, don't be one of those jackasses that comes along going, yeah, I'm going to vote like on Dragon's Den or some shit or The Apprentice. I'm going to have a business worth $500 million. I'm going to be a multimillionaire. Don't be an idiot. But you need to aim too high. The higher you aim, the higher you'll get. If you aim for the moon, you'll get to the stars. If you aim for the stars, you'll get to the sky. If you aim for the sky, you won't get off the ground. That's how it goes. You need to aim high. Be realistic. Don't be a dick. But you do need to aim too high. Whatever your expectations are, you need to triple, at least quadruple them. Because if your product is good and you're doing a good job and you're selling it to the whole world, why can't you be a billionaire? Why not? If you're doing a good job and selling a good product to the whole world, why couldn't you? So you need to aim much higher than you're currently aiming. It's going to help you reach higher levels. Just don't be one of them deluded dickheads who's already talking about half a million dollar turnover when he has literally sold zero. I guess another way to phrase this lesson, number 42, is never be content. So when your money's coming in, let's say you get to the point where you're doing $2,000 a day, $1,000 a day, whatever. Never sit there and go, oh, that's pretty good. It's never good. It's never good enough, ever. It's never enough. It's never good enough. It's never enough to make you happy. Be greedy. Want more. Aim high all the time. It's your instant source of motivation. If you're happy and content with what's coming in, you're not going to aim high enough. You have to be pushing forward. Remember, always look into the new money. Forget the old money. Aim higher. All of the time. I can't stress that enough. Next lesson. 
Irrational self-confidence without being a bullshitter. People like confidence. If I'm going to spend my money with you, I want you to be extremely confident on what you're doing with my money. If I'm going to, okay, so let's say I'm going in for surgery. I'm going to go see a doctor for surgery. Do I want that doctor to be confident about the operation or nervous? Do I want the doctor to say, yeah, I've done this loads of times. Yeah, I know exactly what we're going to do here. Yeah, it's easy. It's simple. I've done it loads of times. Or do I want them to be like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, things can go wrong. And, you know, you know, I didn't sleep last night. What do you want? You want confidence. So if someone's going to spend money with you, they want you to be confident all the time. So you have to be confident in your delivery. Now, don't be a bullshitter. Don't come along and say, I know more about girls than Andrew's hate because everyone's going to know you're an idiot because you don't. Anyone who's seen the PhD course knows that. But still, you need to be super confident at all times. So if anyone's going to spend money with you, they need to be confident. So when I used to go into sales, when I would uh, go sell things, when I was doing television advertising, I would say I was the best. Say I was the best. Now, I was relatively new to the game. And I'd say, yeah, I've been in this game a long time. I've met a lot of people and I've met a lot of agencies. I see how they do things. I'm really, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to sound conceited, but I'm very sure that we are the best at what we do. And they'd be like, oh, okay. I was like, no, really, we are the best at what we do. In terms of price-wise and the way we plan the media, I know we're the best. We're the best in the country. Did I have any evidence? No. Just said it. Gives a shit. Evidence. Why evidence? They go, why? And I say, oh, because of the way we've been planning and the price point we work at. I've been doing this industry a long time. I've seen lots of people and I've also taken lots of big clients from other competitors and I know that we're the best. Bang. Just said it right there. And if you say it so confidently, they're not going to be like, well, no, you're not. They don't know. They don't know anything about your industry. How are they going to prove it? They'll be like, oh, okay. Oh, well. People love confidence. They want to give their money to the best because they know the best is going to give them the best job. It's better to be irrationally self-confident than not. This also ties into the um and ah thing. Did you notice how smooth I was right then when I said why I'm the best? Did I go, um, I think, uh, we're the best, uh, mm. No. I'm the best. Any job you do, any client you're going to land, you need to sit there and say, I'm the best at what I do. I'm the best at what I do. What they're going to do is say, no, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. How do you know? It's my industry, not yours. I'm telling you I'm the best at what I do. You're not going to find anyone better than me for this price point. No way. Impossible. I am the best. There's no one else in the world who does what I do at this cost. I'm the best. Congratulations. You found the best. You're lucky. Irrational self-confidence. Do not be a bullshitter, but you need to be super self-confident. Smooth with it. James Bond. He walks in. He's outnumbered. Everyone wants to kill him. I'm the best. Doesn't matter. I'm, I'm me. I'm a G. It's how you have to be. Irrational self-confidence. Super important. Lots of people don't have enough confidence when they're trying to sell. I don't know why. You're trying to sell something and you'll be all like, oh, well, maybe. I mean, fucking maybe. Irrational self-confidence. Now, next point. 45. We're on 45. We're almost halfway. This is going to, another thing that's going to change the way you view business and money. I want you to understand something. Money cannot be made. I don't even like the saying making money. We're making money. Nobody's making money. The Federal Reserve makes money. You're not the Federal Reserve. If you are the Federal Reserve and you bought my course, I'm very, very humbled, but I doubt it. You're not the Federal Reserve. You're an individual. We're not the Rothschilds. We're shit munchers, which means we cannot make money. All we can do is take money from other people. Money exists 
and we have to take it. Dan the crackhead said to me something once. When, when our TV business was doing deals and there was money all around, we had no profit, but there was money in the bank and we had new cars and this big fancy office, all this money. I said, how the fuck did this happen? This is crazy, I'm 20, I've got this advertising agency. He said, money's like water and water is always moving. So you have an ocean and the sun evaporates the water, goes into a cloud and the cloud moves and then it rains and then it goes in a river and it goes to a pond and then it evaporates again from the sun. Water never stays still. The cycle of precipitation, some geography for you. And he said, water, money is like water, it's always moving and if you stand in the right place at the right time, you're gonna get wet. And that's absolutely true. So money cannot be made. It can only be taken from someone else. You stand in the right place at the right time where money's moving, you're gonna take it. 99% of people are middlemen. Most people are middlemen. Everyone's a middleman to some degree. Loads of companies exist out there that are just simply middlemen. All they do is there's something, this, this is a product, this person wants the product, they're in the middle, they make money. They supply the product. Done. And it really ain't that complicated. They're middlemen. So, money cannot be made, it can only be taken from other people. So every single penny that comes in your bank is not made, it's taken from someone else. Why are they going to give you their money? Why? That's a serious question. Get a piece of paper and write down. I have this. I'm selling to this person. They will give me their money because. And you should be able to name a bunch of reasons. And if you can't, you have a problem. Don't be thinking about making money. You're not making money. You are taking money. And because you are taking it, you have to convince it from others. That'll change the way you approach your marketing, change the way you view money, change the way you approach your business. Because that's the reality of what's happening. You're not making shit. You're taking shit. It's very, very different. You're convincing it, prying it from them. Precipitation cycle for bonus. Next, don't make anyone irreplaceable. This is a very simple one, but I've seen it happen time and time again. You're a guy, you're busy, you get an assistant, your assistant is exceptionally good, your assistant knows all the passwords and shit you don't know because you're busy and you're in a rush. You know the end of the story. Don't make anyone irreplaceable. I wrote this down because I've seen two people lose their companies because they lost either their top salesman or an assistant. So if your top salesman's floating your company, he's irreplaceable, you need to fix that quickly. So with T2, we had one salesman who was better than all the rest, his name was Gerdip, who was really, really good, and we didn't make him irreplaceable, and when he left, we really suffered. What I should have done is go to Gerdip and say, you know what, bro, you're really, really good. You're amazing, da 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 Do you mind on Fridays, if every Friday morning, you give a speech or you teach the guys the pitch or what you're saying on the phone, and then you can have Friday afternoon off. I'll give you a day off a week, or I'll give you some extra money, or I'll, we'll go out for lunch, or I'll give you a company car, anything. If you can teach, you don't mind, you know. In fact, you probably would have done it for free because people like the ego thing, the promotion of telling others what to do. How about every Friday you can teach the guys and we can go through the script and they can learn from you? To make the others get up to par so he's less irreplaceable. Take what he knows. Never make anybody irreplaceable. If you see or identify someone as irreplaceable or you look at your company and go, I couldn't survive without this person, then you're in trouble. You should always have a company and you should work with people and it should be fantastic, but you should know if any of them leave, you can find someone else. 
at all times. Next, another basic sales tactic. Tell people they can't have things. You already should know this if you've sold anything before. But you should know. Tell people they can't have things. All the time I tell people they can't have things. If you tell people they can't have things, they want things. This is the reality of the world. So let's say someone calls you to buy, let's say you sell flux capacitors. I'm gonna draw a flux capacitor. Let's say you sell flux capacitors. And someone calls up and goes, I need two flux capacitors, please. The first thing you say to them is, oh yeah, sure, okay, no problem. Let me just check and make sure we have some because they've been in high demand at the moment. I think we might be sold out. I'm not sure we have any. What, what do you need them for? Oh, I actually want to buy them for X, Y, Z. Okay, I don't, I don't think we have any right now. Let me get back to you. What's your name, number? Da -da. So what just happened in that exchange? Dude. wants the flux capacitor. I am in the middle. In that short exchange, I told him, one, he may not be able to have the flux capacitors, and two, I asked him why he needs the flux capacitors. So one, I told him he can't have it, and two, I asked him why he needs it, to reconfirm in his mind that he needs it. I don't know we have any. Maybe there's something else. Can I ask what you want to use it for? Oh, I need it because my dick is too small and I want to use the flux capacitor to grow a man-sized penis. That's fine, I don't think we have any. So he's reconfirmed his need, and I've told him he can't have it, take away. His desire for the flux capacitor is higher now than it was before. He wants it more than ever. So, this is obviously one example of how this can be done, but you apply this basic principle. Get them to confirm what they need, tell them they cannot have it. You cannot have what you want. You cannot have it. You're not allowed it. When I eventually call him back and go, okay, how many did you need? Two. All right, I can get hold of two for you, but it's going to be difficult. Are you looking to purchase right away? Oh, well, I'll stick it next week. Okay, well, I, I don't know if we're going to even have any then, so bye. Are you looking to purchase right away? Yeah, I am. If, if you ask someone, are you looking to purchase right away, and they say yes, it's done. Deal's done. They ain't gonna fuck around giving you credit card details. They've already said yes. They're looking to purchase right away. Bang, done. This is sales. You've managed to fulfill his need. Buy it now. Tell people they cannot have things. Now, a lot of people do this online with the simple running out of time, uh, this book won't be allowed around forever, blah, blah. But that's shit because an ebook is around forever. So everyone knows you're just doing it because it's garbage. If you actually could use your brain and think outside the box a little bit, you could find a better way to do it than that. Telling people they can't have things. So, for example, if you sold a $17 ebook on girls, let's say, saying the ebook won't be around forever, mm, everyone's like, bro, it's a fucking ebook. It literally will last forever. Shut up. If you say, I'm going to cap the number of sales because I don't want people stealing my lines or I don't want my lines to become less effective. That's probably a better angle. It's not a fantastic angle, but it's better. At least it has some kind of validity to it. But telling people they can't have things is a fantastic way to make people want things. It works. So here's a little example of how that's done. 
We're going to come back to this point later in another point I'm going to mention. I nearly, I nearly start talking about something, but I've shut up because I know it's a later point. I'm learning. We have reached the halfway point of your education. Point 50. And I've deliberately made this point, point 50, so I can tell you something that you already know about yourselves halfway through this presentation. You already know what to do for your business. You already know how to make money. You're fucking lazy. And I'll give you an example. The other day I was talking to some chick. Story of my life. She's talking shit, obviously, about how she wants to run a makeup company. I said, if you want to run a makeup company, why don't you have a makeup company? She goes, oh yeah, I know, but you know, I don't know what to do. I said, okay, I'll tell you exactly what to do. Here's what you do. Let me clean my board. Here's what you do. Go to alibaba.com, get some samples of makeup, find one you like, put a new sticker on it, make a website, sell it on your website, get YouTubers who talk about makeup to talk about your makeup brand, sell makeup, done. You want a makeup company. She goes, that's a good idea, actually. I go, yeah, it is. A week later, I said, how much makeup you sold? She goes, what do you mean? It's like, I told you how to do an entire makeup brand from start to finish. I told you to do an entire company. How much have you sold? She goes, oh, well, what, I, she, I, uh, uh, uh. she did nothing. Seven days, she did nothing. I told her how to run a whole company. You wanted to run a makeup brand. I just told you how to do it. Didn't do it. A lot of you are out there already sitting on ideas and guess why you're not doing them? Because you're fucking lazy. You know how to do it, but you won't do it. You already know what you should do. You already know how to do it, but you're not doing it because you're fucking lazy. You already have the idea. Go. Stop waiting. Number one, speed is everything. What are you waiting for? If you were to start the idea a week ago, it would be ready by now. You're fucking around. A lot of people out there with business already know what to do, they just are lazy and they don't get it done. If you're waiting, hoping you need some kind of investment or you're waiting for something, you should have learned enough in the first half of this Hustlers University that you don't need investment. You can get the money coming in without investment. We've already discussed that. There is nothing to wait for. I hear it all the time, man. People don't realize how often they do it. I hear people say, oh, I've got this idea for a course, let's say. Cool. A month later, yeah, I'm working on my idea. A month? Do you have any idea what I could achieve in a month? A fucking month? If I have an idea, it's ready same day. I had this idea. When did I have this idea for this? We're halfway through filming. We made the advert. We made the website. We start getting enrollment. I had this idea 34 hours ago, maybe. Like, fucking let's get going. You know what to do. You're all slow and you're all lazy. That's the reality. That's point 50. You need to accept that about yourself and accept that if you really had the tenacity that you desire, if you really have the tenacity to get what you desire, if you're really like me, a go-getter, a warrior, you'd already be doing shit. Too much waiting, too much talking, not enough fucking action. I managed to get you here watching this program and I got paid to do so and I had this idea 32 hours ago when I was yelling at someone not to go to university. I move quick. That's why I'm rich and you're not. Miss makeup bimbo is what 99% of people are when it comes to business. They have an idea and even if you tell them exactly how to do it, they don't do anything. They fucking sit around waiting for a makeup brand to fall out the sky and land on their face. Garbage. 